An oil pipeline is causing a constitutional crisis. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau cut short an international trip on April 15th to deal with a looming constitutional crisis. First Nations people and the government of British Columbia are fighting with Trudeau in the neighboring province of Alberta over an oil pipeline. Kinder Morgan has proposed expanding an existing line from Alberta to British Columbia's coast, but last week the company put the project on hold and said it would abandon it if the government could not come up with a path forward by the end of May. The expanded line would carry more tar sands oil from landlocked Alberta to ports in or near Vancouver. Inside Climate News reports that tar sands oil is expensive to produce and damaging to the environment. At the heart of the pipeline expansion is the issue of water protection. The reservation of the Coldwater First Nation lies about three hours north of Vancouver, and it has not reached an agreement with the pipeline company. The proposed route runs over the community's aquifer. The nation's chief, Lee Spahn, told the Aboriginal People's Television Network that it's a huge concern to protect the drinking water for their members and future generations. British Columbia's opposition has led to a trade war. Alberta has suspended imports of wine from British Columbia and has threatened to cut off exports of gas carried by the existing pipeline. The federal government could have the last word. The Economist reports that the Canadian Constitution gives Parliament the power to override provincial laws in certain instances, but this power has been used sparingly. Trudeau interrupted his trip to meet with the premiers of both B.C. and Alberta to try to end the deadlock. Earlier, he said that the pipeline was in the national interest and would get built. Additional opposition to the pipeline expansion comes from various environmental groups in the cities of Vancouver and Burnaby, where about a month ago, thousands of protesters marched against the pipeline. I think it's happening, and I think it's bad news. So said Stefan Romstorff of the Potsdam Institute for Climate Research, reacting to recent findings that show water circulation in the Atlantic is slowing down because of climate change. Warm waters are carried from the equator to the northern latitudes, which is partly why Western Europe enjoys temperate weather. But that may change. Since the middle of last century, what's called the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation has declined in strength by 15% to a new record low. Two new studies published in Nature show these changes. One study concludes that the ocean currents are the weakest they have been in more than 1,500 years. Some of that decline is likely due to the melting of the Greenland ice sheet. Also, more precipitation and sea ice loss from the Arctic helps to stop or slow the circulation. These conditions are caused by man-made global warming, according to authors of one study. The decline in the Atlantic circulation has been shown to have the potential to worsen sea level rise in the coastal U.S., including the New York and Boston areas, and also drive extreme storms and heat waves. Some are concerned that the circulation may be reaching a tipping point where it could stop completely. Another new climate change study came out this week concerning volcanoes. Global warming could cause some mountains covered by glaciers to collapse due to their melting. The glaciers provide a sort of protective layer that suppresses volcanoes, according to one of the study's authors who spoke to The Independent. When ice melts due to climate change, the mountain itself can collapse or result in a landslide. If that mountain is a volcano, a landslide could trigger an eruption. The study was done in Canada, which actually 
has hundreds of potentially active volcanoes. Mount Meager, north of Vancouver, hasn't erupted for 2,000 years, but in 2010, a large landslide occurred after its glacier base retreated during the hot summer. After the slide, ice caves formed in the existing glacier from the volcano's hot gases. The rainforest in Colombia that is part of the Amazon River Basin won a major victory recently when the nation's high court recognized it as an entity with rights, just like a human being. Reuters reports that the Supreme Court of Colombia ruled that the government needs to protect the Amazon and reduce deforestation. The rainforest in the nation is about the size of Germany and England combined, and from 2015 to 2016, deforestation rates increased by more than 40 percent. The case leading to what supporters are calling an historic moment was brought by 25 young people ages 7 to 26 years old. They claimed the government was not protecting their rights to a healthy environment and jeopardizing their futures. The court went further to order the local and national governments to devise an action plan within four months to combat deforestation in the Amazon. The ruling is not the first time a Colombian court has granted rights to an ecosystem. Last year, the Constitutional Court did the same with the Atrato River in the Northwest. And finally, the latest buzz on bees. They're facing tough times because of habitat loss, pesticides, and the spread of various diseases. And unfortunately, there's another threat to add to the list, drought. Researchers from the University of Exeter in England found that plants in areas with prolonged periods of drought produced about half as many flowers as usual. And according to lead researcher Ben Phillips, some plants responded to water stress by producing flowers that contained no nectar, the sweet fluid used by insects and some animals as a source of energy. This doesn't bode well for bees, as with climate change, droughts are expected to become more common and more intense in many parts parts of the world. One recent study found global warming could leave as much as a quarter of the planet's landmass in a permanent state of drought. Another sting from climate change. That's it for This Week in Water. We'll see you next time. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.